Sometimes the best stories in golf aren't found on tour. You'll find them at the back of the range. And here's your host, Ben Adelberg. Thanks again for joining me here at the Back of the Range Golf Podcast. I am your host, Ben Adelberg. This is episode 48. Well, it is a short week here again at the Back of the Range. As you all know, Thanksgiving is upon us. It is my favorite holiday other than Master Sunday, but that's just a given. Um, wow, I just got a great idea. Imagine having a traditional Thanksgiving dinner right before watching the final round of the Masters. All right, I'm going to do that. Uh, if you want to come over next year, email me. I'll give you my address. Bring a dish. Don't show up empty-handed. Don't be a savage. We'll get this done. Anyways, quickly, thank you very much for your support of this podcast. Every week we get more listeners, more guests lined up. It's hard to believe that the year is almost over, but we are already planning for season two of the Back of the Range Golf Podcast. Just a handful of episodes left this year before I'm taking a week off, and then we're going to do it all over again weekly episodes every week again in 2019. I want to hit on a couple things really quickly and then we're going to get started with this week's episode. The USGA just released the names of the amateurs that they are inviting to the Walker Cup practice session here in South Florida next month. I was not on that list. I'll give you a minute to recover from that shocking news. A couple guys that have been invited, well, Cole Hammer, our guest last week. Matt Parziali, the 2017 U.S. Mid-Am champ, he was on episode 40. And Stuart Hagestad, he is the 2016 U.S. Mid-Am champ. I think you see where I'm going here. He is going to join us for our final episode of season one on December 19th. So stay tuned for that. Best of luck to all the guys that were invited. You know who you are. You know we love amateur golf around here, so don't be surprised if you see more of these U.S. Walker Cuppers on the podcast next year. All right, the other thing, the towels. Yes, I've gotten your emails and all your messages on social media. We're out of towels. But don't worry, we have some more currently being printed up, should be arriving in the next couple of weeks. How do you get a towel? Well, leave a review in Apple Podcasts. One recent review from WWF Guru, who gave us five stars and then highly recommends us and says that the, oh, says that the intros are sometimes lengthy. Shit. All right. Well, I should have read that. No big deal. Anyway, WWF Guru, we will do what we can about shortening up these intros. If you're still listening to us so far, though, send me an email and give me your address because I need to at least send you a towel for putting up with all these lengthy intros. So anyway, leave a comment, share it with your friends, get the word out on social media. I will hook you up with a free towel. That is what we do around here. So remember, we're on Instagram, the Back of the Range podcast. That's where you're going to find all the upcoming information about guests and giveaways. If you haven't done so, please subscribe there. We're on Facebook. We're on Twitter. All that information is in the show notes of this episode of the podcast. If you can't remember all that, remember this, thebackoftherange.com. That will give you all the information you need. All right. Our guest this week is Garrett Barber. He is a freshman at LSU. If you remember last week's episode with Cole Hammer, you'll remember that these two guys teamed up and won the 2018 U.S. 4-Ball at Jupiter Hills earlier this year. Garrett just got back from playing in his first PGA Tour event, the 2018 RSM Classic. This episode was recorded before the tournament, so you'll hear his thoughts on the event, life at LSU, and his experience participating in the Junior President's Cup last year. So let's get started. Garrett, 
Thanks so much for joining us here at the back of the range. How are you? You're good. Thank you. So, um, you know, you're, we just had Cole Hammer on, your, your uh, U.S. four-ball championship teammate. We had him on previously, so we might be asking you some of the same questions that we're asking him. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but hey, you're, you're, you're USGA champion, so it comes with the territory. Uh, yeah. tell, me a, tell me a little bit about, before we get into how you got into golf and all the things that you're, you're doing right now at LSU, the one thing that I wanted to ask you about is you came into LSU from the Pine School in Hobe Sound, Florida. And I'm yeah. gonna, and I'm gonna throw a couple numbers at you. Three seventy five and then mm -hmm. five thousand six twenty four. So three seventy five yeah. was the total enrollment of your entire school, K through twelve at the Pine School, and you're walking yeah. into the fourth largest freshman class in LSU history at over fifty six hundred students. How are you coping with that right now? Um, well, it's been definitely a big change. Uh, I mean, I was sitting in a lecture hall with 200, 300 kids as opposed to a class with 12. Okay. Um, but, you know, it hasn't, it hasn't been too difficult because our team is pretty close. So we are able to kind of keep each other in check. And if we're struggling with anything, um we help each other out so having the team around me has been really helpful in adjusting to it i, I mentioned hope sound florida are you a native floridian the, yes well i've lived there for since i was about 10 moved and i moved there from washington dc so how yeah. did you get into the game of golf it's kind of a typical question we ask all the guests um just to kind of level set give people an idea how you got introduced to the game. I love hearing these different stories. I hear all sorts of them. So tell me how you yeah. were interested to the, you were introduced into the game of golf. Um, well, actually I was watching it on TV. Um, I'm not exactly sure who I was watching, but I was watching it on TV. Um, and so I just, I saw on TV, wanted to start playing when I was about three years old and just kind of banged balls around the house with plastic clubs. Okay. And mom, then it kind of love that. I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. I broke, I broke a few windows in the backyard when I got older. Uh, but yeah, so it just kind of grew from there. So I guess, you know, I'm looking at a lot of your accomplishments, you know, you're, you know, junior player of the year, first team Rolex, junior all American, you, you dominated an AJGA. You have a lot of uh, accolades, when did you start getting an idea in junior golf that you were a little bit different than the other kids you were playing golf with? Do you remember kind of when that might have clicked and you kind of looked around and, you know, not in a, not in an arrogant way, obviously, but you just yeah. look around and you're like, um, I'm a little further along than some of my friends. Yeah, I mean, I played, I think one time I played um, – I played the 2015 Wyndham Cup, um, where that was a team that had a lot of really good class of 2015 players, and I was one of the youngest kids on that team. Um, and so, like Sam Burns was on that team, Brad Dalkey was on, were on the West team, and so when I kind of was on that team, I realized that you know I was kind of definitely at the top for my age and one of the top kids of the country at that point. Um, and then, you know, kind of 2016, 2017 kind of didn't play as well as I hoped so, as I hoped, but, um, once I kind of came around to my senior year, I started playing really well. 
And so when I started winning, uh, when I won my, uh, the Rolex Serenity Champions and then kind of went on a little bit of a roll, I kind of, um, just kind of felt like I was back to where I felt I was in 2015. You know, one of the things that I, I really did find interesting with Cole's episode is that you, that I'm going to probably find very interesting with yours is that you're, you know, you have this, this great success in junior golf where you're pretty much at the top of the list with just a handful of other guys. And now you're thrust into college golf where you're just, you know, kind of moving up a level and then it's a whole different playing field. Yeah. So, you know, you're in class, you're in school. It's all about the grades. What kind of yeah. grade? What kind of grade would you give yourself for your first semester of college golf? Yeah, I've kind of over the summer. I kind of struggled, um, so I kind of I've spent this fall kind of reworking and working hard on my swing to kind of get back in positions where I can really play well. And um, so I feel like I've made big strides there. I wish I had hoped I had played better, um, but. Yeah, you know, in the end, it uh, hopefully pay off all the work that it did. So, we're so gonna, I mean, a grade. We're gonna give you what do you think? B. Yeah, somewhere around there, nice. probably. Yeah. Nice. Hell, I, I could have used more B's when I was in college. So don't be don't beat yourself up about that. That's not wrong. With, <laughs> yeah. There's nothing wrong with B's. Um, yeah. What is you know we have a lot of a lot of junior players, a lot of parents of junior players that listen to the podcast, and it's great when we can kind of glean information from players and coaches that are that are in it just like you are what is something that maybe surprised you about college golf i mean it's definitely different from junior golf um you know you're kind of you put in with players who are really who are all really good high school players and put into college where they uh they're all everyone's really good um and so uh, then you also have your team around you, which is a different environment and traveling tournaments with the team. It's a really cool experience. I've enjoyed the fall and, you know, it's definitely different for junior golf, but it's something I've enjoyed so far. Sure. And, you know, you have to balance schoolwork. You have to balance, you know, work in the gym and then practice mm-hmm. and everything like that. Um, who have you looked to on your team or in your support group at LSU to kind of help you with, you know, managing time, managing, you know, all the commitments that you have, and then you got to carve out a little bit of time to maybe go to a football game or, you know, you know, do a little bit of fun stuff. I mean, shit, it's college. So you got to have some, I mean, how do you, how do you put that into place so you can kind of get everything done and then still enjoy some, enjoy the downtime? Um, I mean, one, our senior on our team, Louie, um, does a really good job of managing, managing his time. I feel like, um, so I've kind of looked up to him a little bit. He's kind of, you know, taught me, you know, what to do, um, how to like, how to manage my time. When should I study? When should I leave time to work out and everything? So it's been helpful to be able to have somebody good to look up to like Louie. And now you can't give him too much good credit here because, I mean, he's a senior and you are a freshman. So give me, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you, you had to experience a little bit of freshman hazing when you got on campus. Um, any Anything you can share? I mean, not, let's not scare too many kids away from going to LSU <laughs> or anything and put Louis yeah, in the no. spot. But, I mean, you, you're carrying the bags to the van, aren't you? 
Yeah, I mean, there wasn't really anything. Just, you know, loading the van when going to tournaments and just little things like that. Nice. Nothing too bad, but yeah. And how did you decide on LSU? Um, you know, I mean, like I said earlier, you're coming from a very small school in Hope Sound, Florida. LSU was just a monster D1 in the SEC. I mean, how did how did LSU uh, how did you decide on LSU over? I'm assuming many other schools you had to choose from. Yeah, um, you know, I've formed a really good relationship with the teammate with my teammates in junior golf, um, and felt really comfortable with them. And then have a really good relationship with Coach Winstead, um, and I felt like he was my best option in trying to get my game to the next level. You know, not to get back to, to what Cole said, but, uh, you know, Cole made a reference to kind of in junior, you know, he committed very early to the University of Texas, and he kind of made a <laughs> comment that in junior golf, you know, he was able to almost act as like a secondary recruiter to the University of Texas. So is that kind of the culture at the high level of junior golf where kind of kids are, you know, saying, hey, where are you going, and have you decided yet, here's where I'm going, and you should think about that. Is that kind of what the culture is like at that level? Um, I think somewhat, um, I committed after Cole did cause Cole committed in eighth grade. I think it was, Yeah, I committed kind of, uh, end of middle of my sophomore year. So I kind of, I felt kind of the same way, you know, we could help try and figure out if we wanted a recruit or not. And if we wanted him try and maybe persuade him a little bit, I guess, sure. um, yeah, I feel like that's definitely a little bit of a culture that's sprung up from kids committing so early. Sure. So they, they commit early, then they try and talk. So you, you, you decide on LSU. Um, <laughs> you know, we I've had coaches on the podcast, you know, Coach Bratton at Oklahoma State and uh, even my college coach who is now at UConn. Um, what are what are some of the things, you know, they, they always talked about the things that they looked for in juniors and the characteristics that they found the most attractive in recruits. Mm-hmm. What are what are some of the things that you found, um, you know, you found attractive in LSU, not just Coach Winstead, but the, the facilities themselves? We have a really great facility um, at University Club where we're able to practice and get all the work we need. Um, and then, I mean, the training facilities are great. Um, our trainers are great and help us try and get stronger. Um, I just feel like we have a really good support system here around us where everyone's trying to get us to be better. You don't have to share the gym with the football team, do you? No, we don't. Okay. Cause that, that, that would probably, that that's probably best for you guys. Right. Cause uh, yeah, some of those yeah. O-linemen are just, you know, picking up tires with, you know, one hand and flinging them across the place. Yeah. Yeah, when, definitely. When is the when is one of the times you walked on campus, walked past either a basketball player, football player, or another athlete, and you just were like, Oh my God, these are grown ass men on this campus. <laughs> I mean, you definitely walk by some football players and you're like, Wow. <laughs> like I wouldn't I'm, I wouldn't want to go up again. I wouldn't want to try and run full speed and try and tackle this guy. You're like, oh, I'm um, glad I hit a little white golf ball around and just, yeah, that's good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, you know, I've seen Devin White a couple of times around campus. He just he just looks fast and big. 
What are uh, yeah? That's uh, what. What are some of the things that you like doing on campus? I mean, forget class for a second. I know your school yeah. is just really on your mind at all times. And let's forget about let's forget about golf for a second. But you're on campus. You got time to kill. You got the guys around. What are you guys doing on campus? Uh, on campus, I mean, if it's Saturday, we're definitely going to the football game. Sure. Um, other than that, we tend to just kind of hang out you know we'll go to somebody's house maybe watch a movie or just kind of hang out and kind of tend to just hang out because we're really busy during the weeks sure well you you absolutely you know before we get on to one of your next big tournaments which i would imagine is just going to be at the top of your list coming up in a couple weeks you know one of the things Mm -hmm. i noticed in in my research on what you've uh, been able to accomplish you played in the inaugural uh junior president's cup um, I find that it is kind of ironic that your captain was LSU alum David Toms. So yeah. you were committed to LSU before meeting David Toms. So did he know who you were when you walked onto the team? I mean, do you have a relationship with him? Um, yeah, I met him at Junior President's Cup and kind of was able to form a relationship with him. And uh, he's he was really nice to me during Junior President's Cup. And... Um, I've had a little bit of a relationship. So if I see him, you know, I can talk to him and ask for his advice. So I feel like he's been a huge asset after meeting him at Junior President's Cup. I mean, of course, you guys you guys win the Junior President's Cup. You you get the clinching point. I, if I remember correctly, the mm-hmm. U.S. team beat the Internationals by, I think it was 14-10. Yeah. So you got David Toms as your captain. Then you have Jack Nicholas as the honorary captain. So you're hanging with – with uh with with mr nicholas you're hanging with mr toms um i would imagine in the team room there had to be some story shared um just you know having those two greats in in front of you for that that limited amount of time yeah were you able to pick either one of their brains or get any stories from the tour or you know what was one of the most memorable parts of the junior presence cup when you weren't on the golf course dt david toms was able he told us some stories about tiger uh in his prime which is kind of cool to hear you know it was really cool to pick uh mr nicholas's brain a little bit i think we had lunch at the at the real president's cup sure um with mr player mr nicholas and they you know told stories and gave us some advice that was uh really cool to hear what was some of the advice that they gave you i I won't ask you to recount every single story but what what was some of the advice that they gave you I mean, it's just to work hard. Um, Yeah, Mr. Player is always famous for working really hard in the gym and on the golf course. And so that's something I really took away is um, at the end of the day, it's really about hard work. Let's see. So you shared the the, the team honors. You were there with with Cole Hammer. You have all these guys on the the President's Cup team with you. Was it Mm -hmm. more of a team bonding experience or was it more of kind of – maybe sizing each other up because you all are moving on to college. I mean, what was the team dynamic like? I think it was more team bonding. Um, You know, we uh, all just kind of, we all wanted to play really well with each other because we don't really get too many experiences on a team in golf. Um, So I think we really enjoyed just bonding with each other and kind of being able to compete as a team against the international team, which was 
I think just a really cool experience for all of us. Did you know any of the guys on the international team? Because, you know, the Junior President's Cup, and it's the inaugural, it's the very first one. Mm -hmm. But, you know, you don't hear a lot about, you know, junior golfers in the first place, unless they're really lighting the world on fire. You don't hear a lot about, obviously, international juniors. Did you know any of these guys? Did you get along, uh, you know, in, in player dinners? I knew some of them because um, a lot of them play the AJJ circuit a little bit. Sure. Um, so I knew some of them um, pretty well. So I think knowing some of them, I think, was pretty cool because then again, it makes it a little different being able to compete against your friends. Sure. Um, so I think that was another dynamic that was really cool. But yeah, we were able to meet some of the players that we didn't know and bond with them as well. So it was definitely a really cool experience. Nice. Um, let's talk about the U.S. four ball this year. You uh, you played in that just basically right around the corner from your place in Hope Sound and right <clears> up the street from me in South Florida, Jupiter Hills. You and Cole Hammer obviously won that. You defeated a couple guys that have I've, that are buddies of mine, Mark Dahl and Chip Brook. You beat them in the finals. <laughs> Um, yeah, you know, you've known Cole for a long time. It was natural for you guys to kind of get paired together since you were exempt through qualifying because you're top 400, um, rankings. You know, I, I asked him this question. I'm going to ask you the same question. You know, how much of an advantage did you feel that it was with your youth, with all the walking and the, the, the stress and strain of, of a tournament where, you know, you got to go through 36 holes of stroke play. You got to win five matches if you're going to take the title. Um, was that yeah. a big advantage for you guys? It was definitely a long week, um, you know, playing 36 in a day often. And Jupiter Hills was not an easy course to walk by any means. No, um, that Hills course is brutal. Yeah, yeah. So I think it definitely played a little bit of a factor, um, especially I think one of the matches, I was just, I was so tired. And Cole just picked me up and told me, you know, let's get through this. Um, but yeah, it, it was definitely a grueling week to have to go the whole five extra matches. Sure. Well, you, um, know, you, you win that. And then obviously it's going to be a little bit of a challenge for you guys to defend that next year at Bandon Dunes, because that's right around the time that hopefully you guys will be deep in an NCAA run. Um, does that kind of, I know you want to lead LSU to the, to the NCAAs, but, um, I, I assume it's kind of. You're, you're kind of torn. I mean, I'm not going to ask you which one you'd want to choose to do, but you want to go to Bandon Dunes, don't you? I mean, yeah, it, it would definitely be cool, but I think, you know, Cole and I both want to try and do the best for LSU and Texas as we can. Yep. Um, so, yeah. Well, you have, you have a USGA championship on your resume. Uh, you know, that'll never get taken away from you to, no matter where your career goes. I'm assuming the professional ranks is, is kind of on your mind at some point after LSU, but, but you're getting ready for a pretty big tournament. You, you were able to capture an exemption by winning the Jones cup that gets you an exemption into your first PGA tour event, the RSM classic later. Gosh, what is that? Two weeks away? Yeah. Okay. So you're going to go down to sea Island. Um, how long has that been on your mind? Uh, it's been on it for a while. I mean, uh, it's kind of crazy. It's coming up so quickly, honestly, because, you know, I realized that after I won Jones Cup that I would get that exemption and then, um, kind of have just kind of been trying to prepare and get ready this whole time. So it's kind of crazy that it's only, I guess, 
I leave in three, five days. So it's crazy it's coming around this fast. So, you know, most people listening are never going to play in a PGA Tour event. You're getting ready to play in your first. Um, what has been one of the maybe the most unexpected you know, before you're going to go play in this, I mean, people will reach out afterwards, of course, as well. But what's been one of the most unexpected things that's happened to you before playing in your first PGA Tour event? I'm not really sure. Um, hmm. I've had a lot of requests for a caddy. <laughs> <laughs> See, no, not none for me. I'm not going to be that guy. I'm going to let you make that decision yourself. Um, uh, I can use, uh, I can use a push cart, right? Or is that that's not gonna work. <laughs> okay. So, uh, what are your expectations for, for this event? I mean, you have to kind of, you know, keep things in perspective. It's your first one. What are you most looking forward to? What are your expectations? Um, you know, I just kind of want to try and take everything in. Um, I want to try and get as much experience as I can and, you know, try and pick the brains of some of the people I'm playing with possibly, um, to see what it's like to, play on the PGA tour and play in professional golf. So I think just for that, for this week to try and just get as much experience as I can and yeah, do as well as I can and try and uh, make the cut. Sure. Absolutely. Do you have practice rounds set up yet? Have you reached out to anyone? Yeah, I haven't got them set up yet, but I'm planning on going up Sunday. Okay. Um, so who, yeah. And who's on who's on the wish list for for a practice round? If you get to you get to pick your guys, who do you want to play with? Um, I might try and play with Sam Burns. I think. Yeah. Sure. Um, Makes sense. And then yeah, then I played Jurgens with Joaquin Neiman. Um, so I might try and reach out to him to see if he wants to play. But yeah, we'll see. That's awesome. Well. Um, we have a little segment here at the Back of the Range Golf Podcast. Actually, we're going to kind of debut a different segment. You are going to be the guinea pig here, and I'm going to see <laughs> how well this works. This thing just kind of came about. But it's uh, I'm sure you're familiar with, with the game Would You Rather. So yeah. um, we definitely have a golf theme around it. So, um, so let me ask you, would you rather play a golf tournament without golf tees or play a golf tournament without wedges? Golf tees, probably. Okay. Let's, yeah. Let's see. Would you rather get a free week badge to the Masters for you and three of your friends for the next five years, or would you rather play one round of golf at Augusta National with three of your ex-girlfriends? Oh. <laughs> um, that's a tough one. I would say um, – <laughs> maybe get the maybe get the three week passes. There you go. There you go. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Um, okay. Here's one last one. Would you rather rewrite the ending of Ten Cups so that Roy McAvoy wins the U.S. Open, or completely eliminate the existence of Caddyshack Two? <laughs> um, probably rewrite the ending to Ten Cup. Nice. See, I want to do that yeah. too. I watched that movie. I've seen it over a hundred times. And the ending never changes. It's very depressing. So. <laughs> I know. Yeah, it's on Golf Channel all the time. A couple weeks ago, or, or previously, I had Colt Hammer on the Back of the Range Golf mm -hmm. podcast, and I said, okay, your your U.S. four-ball teammate, Garrett Barber, give me a good Garrett Barber story. And he did provide me with a good one. So I'm going to allow you to, uh, to, to reciprocate. So give mm -hmm. me a good Colt Hammer story. 
Well, at the four ball, um, he so we were playing our night our our last hole is the ninth hole in the village course, um, and so we we had kind of a rough first round. Um, kind of got it back towards the end, but we're we weren't we didn't play our best, and so I wanted to go for the green to a back flag, and Cole had laid up into the bunker short at the front of the green and then i hit one really good out of the rough and it flies over the green and i'm dead and he's um in the front bunker not really in a good spot um and so i just see him jump up and look at the flag and then all of a sudden i see him hit it and it takes one hop and spins back into the hole burning our last hole and so he just just jumping around really excited <laughs> um i mean that's kind of a cool hammer thing to do he's a really good short game so that's it i guess there you go all right well uh, garrett i really appreciate the time we will definitely be tracking you um for obviously the rest of the year at lsu but specifically with uh, what you're going to be doing uh, at the rsm classic um enjoy that experience have fun with that enjoy the rest of uh, lsu uh enjoy the rest of your season at lsu and hopefully we'll catch up again soon yeah definitely thank you and there you have it another great episode here at the back of the range special thanks to garrett barber that was episode 48 the mojo of the back of the range podcast is a real thing we sent it out before he played the rsm dude made the cut so congrats for making the cut in your very first PGA Tour event. Thank you so much for listening to the Back of the Range. Hope everyone has a great Thanksgiving. We'll see you next time here at the Back of the Range.